0: You're listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your
1: hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic.
0: Hello, I'm Alison. And I am Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls.
1: And welcome to episode nine. Uh, it's
0: patisserie week. Semi-final.
1: And the semi-final, you're right.
0: Final four. Um,
1: yeah, I was thinking how we're down to four, and it seems like another lifetime ago that people like Norman and Jordan were a part of this. Right? Doesn't it feel like it's been forever?
0: It does feel like forever. Yeah. But in a, in the best way possible. It's like savoring it. Yeah. You know? I love each and every episode, honestly. Maybe not been gay, but I'm not going to talk about that because I've already
1: been.
0: <laughs> mad. Uh, that horse is dead, and I keep baiting it.
1: I know. It feels like we talked about it last year, though. It still seems yes. like a long time ago.
0: It permeates all of the Great British Bake Off, don't you think?
1: I do. It, it does. I do. But before we get into this week's uh, signature bake, I do want to just touch on. The 1963 classic movie, (laughs) The The Donuts... (laughs)
0: If no one went and watched that after listening to our podcast, I'm going to be very, very disappointed because I watched it. And I always say this to my daughters. I watched it immediately. I watched it immediately after because you could find it right there on YouTube and damn, Mm -hmm. talk about something that goes on and on. I'm like, when is this going to be over?
1: (laughs) We touched on it briefly in our last uh, podcast and yes, you went and watched it immediately. And I... Watched it later and then wished I hadn't. But <laughs> it's <laughs> it lived so beautifully in my memory, Lisa. Honestly, it really did. I believe
0: it. I believe and it.
1: There were some details where I was like, "Who loses a bracelet in a donut?" Totally unreal. <laughs> in my memory, it was a diamond ring, and that was so much oh, more perfect. But yes, that it is a bizarre. I don't understand the message. Movie that. Didn't obviously circulate in Michigan schools, but here in Wisconsin,
0: <laughs> never saw it. And I asked my husband, he never saw it either.
1: He didn't see it either. All right. Okay. Um, for some reason, I've seen it many times now. I've and I've again watched it, I think I've watched it twice. I had I made my dad watch it with me, and he fell asleep about five minutes in. And then, yeah, I, I wonder
0: why <laughs> <laughs>
1: I made John watch it too, but it's. If anybody listening could tell us the message of The Donuts, I would oh, love to it. Oh, I think there's online. many
0: messages, but I don't want to get into it. <laughs> many messages. But if you want to Google it or YouTube it, you yes. just got to go, The Donuts 1963.
1: Yep. Full movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yep. Totally comes up right away.
0: Yeah.
1: Right away. And if you and like it, to
0: watch things being made, hey, there you go.
1: I will say that the donut machine was still interesting. I thought that was kind of neat to see. Yeah, they explain it.
0: Do you Mm -hmm. ever go to Krispy Kreme or when your children were little, did you ever take them to Krispy Kreme to watch the donuts?
1: I sure did. Like if you're a
0: mom at home, like Allison and I both have been, and you need a free field trip. Mm-hmm. Go to Krispy Kreme. I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody already knows this. But you first of all, you probably will get a free donut, just like always. And you can stand right. at that, that little window and talk about it for an hour. It's a good time killer. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. did it so many times when the girls were little. That's cute.
1: Yeah. We did We did it a few times. There weren't, at first, Krispy Kreme near us. We had to drive an hour. Oh, and good. so we really did make it a, a field trip. But, but yes, donuts, someday I will... I will make them. Um, that movie kind of soured it for me, honestly. But,
0: <laughs> but oh, no.
1: So sorry. Know, someday. But anyway, back to our semifinal. And the first signature bake is, how do you say it? I, I like to say baklava now that I've heard them say it.
0: Mm-hmm. Baklava. baklava.
1: And two types they want the bakers to make. Um, this is a phyllo dough based recipe. So of course I've not made it, but you have made baklava.
0: I have, I did it as a baking challenge Mm -hmm. during, during COVID. I was all about trying new things and challenging myself. And I knew it would be a pain. I knew it would be a pain, but, Mm -hmm. um, Dan's grandmother used to make her own phyllo. And, um, she gave me, believe it or not, I have her. Her cloth that she used to use for it. Oh. Yeah, it was it very sweet and precious and it's full of holes, but I do have it and um, just did like a week's worth of research to figure out mm-hmm. how to do it and found um, if you want to make your own phyllo as a challenge for fun, look up Chef John and he gives you very, very specific directions and it's a small pan. It's a round pan. Pan I think I made mine uh square. I pulled it enough to make it into square. I thought it would be easier to cut mm-hmm. um but he has a very interesting technique for rolling it where you don't have to pull like a six foot sheet the way that a lot of people do it's sure. it's balls and then you roll the balls together and it makes lots lots of layers um that are rolled together it's hard to explain it until you watch it and you go oh i see okay rather than Uh rolling one sheet you roll like five sheets at a time and that gives you a lot more to work with rather than a thin one that you might tear so anyway give it a go you guys chef john he knows what he's doing and yes i did it will i ever make it again i would happily make baklava but i will buy it i'll buy the sheets for sure
1: got it got it yeah well, baklava is essentially phyllo dough with like a chopped nut, and then it's like soaked in a syrup. I guess is mm-hmm. the signature of baklava. Do you know? Just side note: of course, my first baklava was at your
0: wedding reception. Oh, did I have baklava <laughs> at my wedding reception?
1: At the first reception, Lisa had two receptions a week I apart, did, but because I'm first super reception
0: special. girl. If you would have <laughs> told that, me that, I didn't know. I that was know I
1: the first baklava. time. And I think there was a lot of it because you had kind of, a, I think, a dessert table, right? Instead of a. Oh, you I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It was 26 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting.
1: I went back for like seconds. And my I mother-in-law
0: think- loves it. She oh. loves it. Rest in peace, Sylvia. But yeah, she loves baklava.
1: Mm-hmm. It was it. delicious. I mean, it really was delicious. Yeah. Um, But our bakers do some interesting twists. Um, You know, our Louis does this kind of rose, I guess he calls it a barberry flavor, which I don't, I should have looked up what barberries were exactly. But he makes this, I, I felt like he made it even harder for himself, but in the wrong way. He cuts out flowers with a cookie cutter and then he's layering it in cups And he sort of defends that it's a baklava and they they're not going for it. But, you know, I did Google different baklavas and there's like bird nest shaped baklavas. There's all types of shapes. Mm -hmm. So I will defend his choice and trying to make something different. Um, He makes. This cashew almond and carrot saffron syrup and just really goes all out in style anyway. (laughs) But I think they kind of weren't super keen. I think they thought it his. was
0: dry. Yeah. Yeah. And man, he, trying to cut shapes out of phyllo, you're crazy.
1: I know. That that's is why crazy. I said he made more work for himself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, he didn't have layers, and you and I were talking before the podcast about that. That's kind of what we think of is building up layers of the dough and he didn't really have that um and they said as much so it was a lot of filling chunk together. Um, May
0: may I introduce a drinking game to our listeners? (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Just because like when my daughters and I and even my husband watch the show anytime Mary talks about the layers The layers, look at the layers. They're perfect, Les. There's not enough layers. Very uneven, Les. I'm sorry, I'm beating that dead horse again. But anytime she says layers, but you have to say layers. Take a shot. You'd be dead. You'd be dead by the end of this, end of every episode. But I love it when she says that. It's very endearing to me.
1: Oh, that's sweet, and sounds like fun. Actually, that would be a lot of fun.
0: Uh, Next time we get together, right
1: setting, yeah.
0: Water it down, though, for sure.
1: (laughs) What did you think of uh, Nancy's breakfast flavored? Like she called it muesli. I guess we call it granola. More to here, me,
0: right? I'm like in like thinking about how that would feel in your mouth. Chewy and dry. I mm-hmm. I don't think that'd be great, but I don't know. I guess it was original, right?
1: Yes, it certainly was that. Yeah. I think didn't, didn't everyone sort of establish they'd never made baklava. Right. Yes.
0: Right. Yes. Right. So, but you second. know, coffee and chocolate. Heck Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. that one sounded really good. Coffee, Mm -hmm. chocolate, honey. Um, Richard makes a walnut, an almond, and then sort of a classic rose pistachio. Um, They refer to them, of course, as classics and a winner. Um, What about
0: that shape of the roll and then the squish together? The concertina, they called it. A concertina, so you roll it and then push it together together. But I'd be, I feel like I've seen baklava made that way out in the oh, you have? great wide world. I, I mean, not made, but done. I've seen it for sale like that.
1: These shapes, well, I'm not super experienced in baklava, but these shapes are totally new to me. I'm used to the triangle um, shape. like I kite, kite. Yes. yeah, Kite. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. A kite shape. I have not... Ever seen that technique, and it was a little unsightly at times. But um, <laughs> but uh, so that was all new to me. Yeah, but, you know. I guess I don't ever of think of
0: it
1: did kind of yeah. and weird. It was kind of weird
0: because the hardest part is put a layer of of filo, butter it, and then another layer of filo, butter it. It's hard to butter that. It mm. is. It tears like crazy.
1: I believe it. I believe it. I don't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're just cementing in my brain the fact that I will never make phyllo dough, but <laughs> um, Chetna decides to make a cocoa phyllo dough, which I thought was a great idea. Um, she also makes a masala chai. I liked the idea of both of them. I thought that they looked, yeah.
0: Yeah. they looked, Liz.
1: Well, the shapes were kind of weird and off putting and, Mary, I think, said they looked heavy.
0: That circle, the twisty one, like a yeah. single. Too yeah. big. I mean, that'd be like for five people.
1: I agree. I agree. So it wasn't a good start to the weekend for Chetna, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, they said the layers were too thick, and it was just too chunky, clunky. But yeah. So, you know, I don't know that there was huge standouts. I, I felt like they were almost on an even playing field, except for Richard, who did the classic pistachio rose he did all right can't go wrong did, hey what did you flavor yours with by the way what was did, your syrup i did flavor? classic um oh, classic.
0: yeah you know whatever the i don't even remember the recipe but whatever uh, chef john said honey right isn't it honey in yeah, there
1: i think so yeah. yeah
0: but i have to say i did invite my and this was during covid but my my one greek friend <laughs> my <laughs> greek friend kelly who loves Greek food, I was like, you need to come and get a piece of this. And she thought it was great. So there you ah, go. There you go. And she said her family does not make their own phyllo. They buy it.
1: What did you think of this technical? The chic, chic, torta.
0: Chic, chic torta. I feel like we should have had one of those when we were on our um, adventure <laughs> over in Europe so many years we- ago. If only we'd known. You know, I didn't think it was a bad technical. I thought it was Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, First of all, you know, dividing dividing the batter. So you have to make sure you get your maths right. Mm -hmm. And I have to ask you, I think I've asked you this before. Do you have a scale? Do you use a kitchen scale? It's a game changer, is it not? Mm -hmm. Game changer. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that before, but how wonderful to, you know, be able to divide your batter up into 20. And um, I don't know. I think it's a real fun challenge. I Would I make one? Maybe if I was bored enough, I'm, you know, but um, yeah, I, I kind of dig it with the light, the dark, and the way that it looks and you have to have 20. Yeah, I liked it.
1: I will say that knowing what it's supposed to look like ahead of time would be the game changer. Because honestly, it wasn't difficult it was just, of course, their timing and then not really maybe having to wrap your brain about, around like what exactly are they asking for? Because it's so different. You but know, yeah, when not, I maybe not super difficult.
0: When I first heard the the challenge, I was thinking you have to make a, a tiny, you know, thin cake, take it out, put it somewhere, make another one, put it in. But then when they were building it up, I'm like, that's awesome. And then yeah. when they took the sides off the way it was mm-hmm. like drippy down the edges to me that mm-hmm. was like kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I kind of too. Out. Yeah. Yes,
1: although you know, in the standings, Chetna came in fourth, and one of the things I said about hers is that it was overbaked. And so I was wondering how you don't achieve that, you know, since you're baking the first one so many times as opposed to the top one. It kind of yep. And the science of that was kind of interesting Well, because
0: it's, they call it grilling. We would call it broiling.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Right? Right.
0: So mm-hmm. the under would hopefully not get too much of that extra heat, but I don't oh, know. You're right.
1: You're right. Yep.
0: I think you better try it, Alison. <laughs>
1: uh, Chetna came in fourth, Nancy third, Richard was second, and Louie pulled out a first And they said it was faultless.
0: Mm -hmm. And he had 20. Richard had 20. The other two had like 18 or 17, I think. Yep.
1: Yep. They sure did. I didn't think it was like that pretty of a cake. I wondered if you could tweak the topping. They had to kind of flow Um, a chocolate over the top.
0: Yeah. They all looked a little, I don't, I want to say amateurish, but obviously, you know, what I make is amateurish. It just needed more time to cool. Cause when they cut mm-hmm. into, I believe it was Nancy's and they're like, this is still warm. Well, gee, I wonder why. Right. Right. Then in the broiler and you didn't give them enough time to cool it. So. Right. Right.
1: On to the showstopper, which was to make entremet, um, two types of entremet, 12 each, and they get a good amount of time. They get five hours and, so they're looking for, in an entremé, they're looking for precision and beauty and elegance. And so <clears throat> this sounds like something I should never make because <laughs> all mine would be amateur doing that kind of finishing. Man, that's rough for me. And I also,
0: I, we say it all the time, that idea of jelly in the middle. Yes. That's not, to me, I'm like, game. nope, nope. That That is a deal breaker. Nope. I'm not yes. doing anything with jelly in the middle.
1: I wonder if you go to culinary school or pastry school in the U.S., if you are trained in that sort of sheets of gelatin cutting methods or if that is uniquely British. You know, because I never even knew there were gelatin sheets. I just thought there was powder. Like sort of unflavored jello.
0: Knox mm-hmm. Powder or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. And so I guess I did order some agar agar sheets from Amazon
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I've not used them, but I want, I do want to try it once. I don't All know right. if I will like it, but I do want to try it. I think I need to just find a British recipe to make sure I get the, the increments. Right. But it kind of, I don't know, but yeah, making little jellies then for these little teeny that have to be perfect.
0: Entremet. Yep. And so many Flavors like I need five oh, five flavors that are going to go together. Just kind of mind blowing.
1: It really is. Mm. It really is. Um, I think I there were so many flavors when I was watching and taking notes again. I'm sure I missed some. I know Nancy does like a lime mousse and a passion fruit jelly, and she makes a biscuit for the bottom. And then her second one is like a raspberry
0: nanette. Yep. Do you have that? With, What's with the-, the verbena jelly. <laughs> what? How, verbena jelly? I don't know.
1: I don't know either. Go but figure. I did think that hers sounded good. And, you know, she, she pulls out some finishes sometimes that are very, very professional. Mm-hmm. And they thought particularly her raspberry Nonettes were stunning um, and done really well. Um, did they, good. Didn't, they didn't like the other ones so much. Um, appearance wise, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Richard likes grapefruit and he chose a grapefruit almond vanilla with a mousse and a grapefruit jelly. And man, I don't know.
0: You know what the dots in the sponge reminded me of?
1: <laughs> Something our good
0: friend Jordan made back. It, ah, remember
1: on when, his roll up yeah cake remember roll. how
0: beautiful that was yes i richard i'm sure you did not mean to copy but <laughs> you know jordan did it many episodes ago
1: richard's second was a hazelnut mocha latte mm, and
0: that sounded good to me
1: totally they said it was delicious extremely good uh when in doubt,
0: go for coffee that's all i'm saying yeah go for coffee, coffee chocolate. and chocolate and hazelnut mm-hmm. very I good agree. flavors
1: she chooses some odd well she gets on oranges so she's making an orange cream and a praline paste and a milk chocolate cream and an orange custard and caramelized oranges and her <laughs> sponge i think is chocolate orange and hazelnut I wonder um, if that was all orange extract. I didn't see her using oranges. Zest. Did you? I mean, she did use, uh, I don't zest. She did caramelize or, you know, make like a candied orange mm-hmm. for the top. Um, her second was coffee and it looked bulbous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yumma. <laughs> but you're right with the extract. I feel like they always comment and you you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't with the extract I remember yes. um who's the the guy who used the banana extract you know Paul. This Paul and you know you're not you're not getting enough banana flavor okay then you use extract that's too much banana flavor it's fake yeah. so yeah. so difficult you know you have to you have to really really I think you'd have to practice that so many times to get that balance right
1: do you ever use, besides almond and vanilla, do you use extracts like that? Have you tried to pump up flavor?
0: I made cinnamon extract, remember?
1: Oh, From your well, of course. And yes. that's a good one.
0: I have of also course. made coffee extract by putting um, coffee beans in, oh. into vodka. And I um, use that for taffy. Mm-hmm. And I used it in, oh, some weird walnut cake I made um, a little while back yeah, I should probably experiment more with extract. We have, like, an acre of mint at school. I'm sure I could make mint extract. But mint in desserts is not really my thing. We don't really like that. Mint in
1: in desserts is not really my thing either. I do like fresh mint on top of a pavlova for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. Of course.
1: And then whipping cream and stuff, I really do. But Mm -hmm. I'm not a super minty, don't like the mint chocolate chip ice cream or... Mm -hmm. You know, anytime but so many people do. Back to Nadia, like making like those chewing gum flavors. Ugh, like she had a spearmint donut or whatever. And I was just, whoa, yeah. not Didn't appealing. Like that. I do have a little um, baking store, supply store that I like to go to that's a ways away. So it's a special occasion. And they have so many extracts, you know, like root beer and lemon, mm. you know, whatever. Tons and tons of them. And I just always... I almost like start moving in my mouth. It just feels so fakey to me that I don't, except for maybe orange or lemon yeah, and the oil, like our friend, Ian, our best friend, Ian
0: mm-hmm. best <laughs> friend. Totally.
1: recommended. Um, I don't know that I have any interest in trying some of those off, you know, like a raspberry extract Ugh, just sounds so fake.
0: Yeah. You're right. You're right.
1: But maybe Chetna didn't use extracts because they said there was not enough orange flavor.
0: Yeah. And not a good flavor either. They didn't really like it.
1: No. Between the coffee entremé that was bulbous and not enough orange flavor and that over-the-top orange, uh, it kind of wasn't enough for Chetna to remain. And Chetna... Is, although you know what? They say that Chetna and Nancy are in trouble when they're talking about it, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it was Chetna that has to go and.
0: uh,
1: Sad. Richard gets.
0: Star Baker for the fifth time. I know.
1: That's pretty crazy.
0: Didn't you feel like maybe Louis should have had it? I don't know. I felt like Louis. You know, coming first in technical, I feel like that always that always means a lot. So, and they and they really liked his um, his entremet. So I didn't even talk
1: about Louis entremet. You did yeah, pomegranate. He makes that like pomegranate jelly, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And his little mm-hmm. teeny tiny moles. Yeah. Yeah. They had oh, and fig pomegranate and
0: fig, and which chocolate is and cherry. Mm-hmm. They liked yep. it
1: they did they said the good jelly they were good jellies They were good layers the chaka almost very good it had a perfect glaze you're right and he did come in first so
0: maybe someday we'll figure out and find someone who'll spill the beans like how the is it a point system is it just a feeling you right. know how because i feel like it would have been real close with Louie and richard and i maybe, agree you no know, come on throw Louie a bone for crying out loud
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Well, that is
1: patisserie week, and I think we are done.
0: And us did. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls, or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy.